Raskin Farm Podcast, episode 6, I believe. 6, yeah. Yeah, 6. Okay, we'll go straight into it. WWE 13, the video game, has been announced. It's going to feature uh, 37 superstars, 7 divas, and something like 32 Attitude Era superstars for the roster. The storyline, the main one player is going to be... Centered around uh, the attitude era in the Monday Night Wars, apparently, which I think is a good thing. I enjoyed. I didn't like the, you know, I didn't like the way story mode went down last year because of the, the cutscenes in the middle of matches and shit. But the sorry, there's the phone. But actually, I I'd, I like that they done the whole WCW revival thing at the end of it. So hopefully, they might do something. Good with this attitude era style of story mode, so we'll see how that goes. Already, Austin and Undertaker has been announced for the game. Um, Mick Foley and a couple of others, but we'll keep you updated on the roster as it gets announced right here on the show. Monday Night Raw, not a lot happened. I don't even feel like going through it because I'll be honest, I tried to go through it. Uh, for the show and I ended up deleting it because honestly I was fucking yawning so much it was boring as fuck it was shit uh, it was sent around Big Show and had nobody in the locker room stood up for Big Show whenever he got fired he was given free reign to pick his opponent that night he picked Brutus Clay ended up beating the shit out of him outside the ring before the match even got started um, and he beat the shit out of R-Truth and Kofi Kingston as well the only other notable thing really that happened well, there was a Punk and Daniel Bryan match, but it was okay. It was alright. AJ came down to help Punk. Um, Kane came down as well. Punk beat the shit out of him with a chair. And it's been announced that Punk's going to wrestle Kane this week on SmackDown for the belt. Or should I say, he's going to defend his belt against Kane. Um, Dolph Ziggler, uh, if you remember on the first, I think it's the first episode or second episode, I said hi. Dolph Ziggler needs to leave this tag team with Jack Swagger and start going singles again, and it looks like that's going to happen. He got pissed off at the end of his match and says that he's better than this and all this shit and walked away. So hopefully we'll see something come out of that. But yeah, that that was about it. Ross sucked ass. It was it was another fucking bad episode, unfortunately. So that's about it. Where Raw's concerned, I don't want to go into it. You know, match for match, because it, it, there was nothing really remarkable, and I don't want to bore the shit out of you with it. So, Jillian Hall, remember her? The bitch that used to. It was like a the Britney Spears gimmick shit, fucking singing bars and all this crap. Anyway, 
Apparently, uh, she's been arrested for domestic abuse. She's been broke up with her husband for two years, and uh, she got arrested on, I think it was April 23rd, for, yeah, for domestic abuse. Brilliant. Um, she must have been beating the shit out of her ex-husband and uh, giving him DDTs and shit. How embarrassing would that be as well? Like, imagine you're a dude, and you have to phone the cops because your uh, significant other is... Completely fucking killing you every other night, beating the shit out of you because you didn't make the dinner right and stuff. That would fucking blow. But yeah, Julian Hall. Julian Hall was arrested. So yeah, and other news. Uh, it's like Don West has left TNA to become the general manager of a Washington hockey team. So yeah, Don West is gone from TNA. It looks like Alex Shelley is gone as well, and Rick Fleur. There you go. Um, what else we got in the news? Uh, Steve Austin looks like he's going to be in a new Adam Sandler movie. Uh, Jim Ross announced it via his website. Stone Cold Steve Austin will be shooting scenes for the upcoming Adam Sandler movie, Grown Ups 2. So Austin will start filming that in July. We're not... Uh, on Matt Morgan, when asked on Twitter whether or not he'd be appearing on the upcoming live edition of Impact, Matt Morgan responded by saying no. TNA has used up all of Morgan's dates on his current deal, so there's not a lot he can do. Um, CM Punk and Paul Heyman have been sending little cryptic tweets to each other. Yesterday, Paul Heyman announced via Twitter that this is going to be one effing wild year. Later on in the day, CM Punk replied to Heyman's tweet saying they have no idea. So just take it for what it is. But it's widely known that Paul Heyman and Punk worked together before and Punk even praised Heyman on WWE TV a handful of times. Uh, Most notably, Punk mentioned, uh, if you remember, being a Paul Heyman guy during his... uh, Pipe bomb uh, work shoot uh, little promo. So Heyman hasn't been announced, or Heyman has not announced. Sorry, when when he's going to return to WWE, but will be appearing two weeks. But uh, sorry, sorry, this writer's a dick. Paul Heyman. Actually, I'm just going to read this out. How this writer has uh, has written it because this shows you the fucking the level of IQ. Of these fucking website writers. Listen to this. Heyman has not been announced when his return to the WWE will be after an appearing two weeks in Pittsburgh for Raw. Fuck me. It should say, Heyman has not announced when he will be returning to WWE, but he appeared after appearing two weeks ago in Pittsburgh for Raw. Whatever. Fucking idiot. Learn how to fucking read and I, sorry, learn how to write and then I will learn how to read. Sorry about that. Ah, oh, really proofread this shit, or you know, go over stuff for this podcast first before going straight into it because I always end up fucking it up somehow. Sorry about that. Yeah. So who showed up after Raw went off the air? Take a wild guess, people. Yep, you guessed it. After Raw, a handicap match formed after. Formed after a few minutes with John Cena, who came out to confront the Big Show. The match was Big Show, John, Lar- John Laurinaitis and Tensei versus John Cena. Cena won the match, gave an attitude adjustment to John Laurinaitis, and the crowd popped big. 
So hold on, let's get this straight, okay? John Cena turns up after Raw when Michael Cole said he would return next week. John Laurinaitis is on a mobility scooter, then an hour later he's in a match. Big Show after fucking killing three people gets to beat Cena with two other people on Cena's team. John Cena beat his opponent for no way out in a three-on-one handicap match. Where's the logic? Also, why not put this on Raw so we can see it for free? Because <laughs> I, for one, am certainly not paying for Big Show versus Cena round 58 on pay-per-view. Sorry, but I'm not. Fuck that shit. So, yeah. And Chris Jericho has begun his WWE suspension countdown, people. Currently serving a 30-day suspension after kicking the shit out of the Brazilian flag. On Twitter, he's begun his uh, little countdown. 27, he, Chris Jericho tweeted, my dad's number when he played in the NHL. Also my ranking in the top 50 WCW wrestlers of all time. Also today's date. 26. Is an R&B group formed by P. Diddy in 2007. I was also 26 year old when I won the WCW Cruiserweight Championship for the first time. So he's doing this little countdown. So he really is the best in the world at what he does, including tweeting. <laughs> Brilliant. Send your comments and questions to sadwrestlingfan at mail.com. Okay, so it's that part of the show where we dive into the WWE encyclopedia for the A to Z of WWE. We're on the letter D. Yep, we're on the letter D. So, we're going to look at a good wrestler and a bad wrestler from the WWE encyclopedia. And for the letter D, or there we go, for the bad one straight away, the Dicks. Chad, Dick and James, Dick. Claude and Chippendale outfits and carrying mirrors to the ring. Chad and James' dicks pre-match ritual saw them stripped down to their ring attire to what they believed was the delight of all female fans. To the delight of all female fans. Upon their debut in late 2005, the egotistical tandem scored a few big victories. It wasn't long before the WWE caught up to them, which really resulted in a series of losses. In February 2006, the dicks came up short in a handicap match against the Boogeyman. They were released from WWE immediately after. It's like the kiss of death. If you lose by the, uh, if you get beat by the boogeyman, you're fucked. In other words, so yep, that was a dex for the bad wrestler. We'll probably do three because that was pretty short. Okay, um. Alright, how about fucking funny legs draws? Four. Uh, I didn't say it was that good. I'm not gonna feel sympathy for him because he's in a wheelchair, so he's still a bad wrestler. Anyway. Draws. In the early 1980s, Darren Drozdov was one of the top NCAA football players in the United States. After a stint in the NFL, he trained for a life in the ring. <laughs> After a short stay in ECW, Draws entered WWE in 1988 and caught the fucking phone. Sorry. After a short stay in ECW, Draws entered WWE in 1998 and caught the attention of Vince McMahon when he learned Draws could vomit on command. So if you want to get Vince's attention, people, just fucking vomit. Mm. Draws' in-ring abilities caught the eye of the Legion of Doom. When Draws donned spiked shoulder pods for the first time, a childhood dream was fulfilled. 
When the Legion of Doom went their separate ways, Droz formed an alliance with fellow pierced superstar Albert. Tragically, on October 5th, 1989, Droz suffered a career-ending injury in a match that has confined him to a wheelchair. Droz continues to contribute to WWE through his commentaries on WWE.com and in print. Droz remains the fun-loving individual who is loved by all who know him and he is determined to one day walk again. Learning to walk again. And good luck with that. Anyway, so let's have a good wrestler. It begins with D and that is going to be Don Severn. Yeah, we'll go for Don Severn. Walking to the ring in a plain grey t-shirt, Don Severn appeared to be a no-frill superstar. When the bell rang, he did little to change people's perception. His no-nonsense uh, no uh, offence onslaught was simple and certainly made him deserving of the nickname The Beast. Upon entering WWE, Severn's resume included 85 wrestling titles including the NWA Championship which he actually brought with him to WWE. His long list of accolades coupled with his mixed martial arts submission style made Don Severn a multi-talented, sorry, multi-talented threat to the entire roster. Following a fallout with Jim Cornette, Savern chose to defend his own competition. The choice proved to be a wise decision, as his wars against Owen Hart will forever be remembered as one of some of the greatest WWE action. Unfortunately for Savern, however, a pale driver delivered by Hart caused severe injury to his neck. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time Owen Hart's fucked up somebody's neck with a pale driver, mind you. Don Severn's career never got back on track after the neck injury. As a result, some say his WWE days never lived up to their expectations. The beast's success outside WD, however, is something he can hang his hat on proudly. So there you go. Uh, Don Severn. Actually, remember, was it, um, did he have a, a Lions Den match or was that Ken Shamrock with a one heart? I know, I know, um, I know Ken Shamrock definitely had a Lions Den match with one heart, but I'm not sure if Don Severn also had one. Can't remember. Pretty good matches though, yeah. Also remember Ken Shamrock having the match in Stu Hart's dungeon. I think it was fully, well, I think it was fully loaded. Uh, Owen Hart versus Shamrock in the dungeon. That was pretty good. For as good as, you know, Ken Shamrock could put on, I suppose. Yeah. So there you go. That was D. And, uh, I believe next we should, uh, go on to Twitter and, Type in profanities, because we're fucking very mature here on the Sod Wrestling Fan Podcast, so we'll type in some profanities and have a fucking laugh, eh? Yeah, so now is the part of the show where we go on Twitter, and Twitter's a wonderful thing. Just like Tigger, you know. because you can basically search for anything in the world. Uh, we talked about this on the last show, but you can type in anything on Twitter, and you're going to get uh, you're, someone has spoken about it at one point or the other. And what we tend to do here is just type in any old shit, the most random, disgusting balls that comes to mind, and search for it to see if it comes up. Yeah, so we'll do that in a second. But before we do that, uh, Twitter shoutouts. Um, 
AJ AJ Ford Divas Champion and you can find her at WWE Misfit 40 shout out to you uh, Alicia Alicia Cena at WWE Superfan 7 so shout out for yourself Forever JB in 1D uh, if we could just oh, Twitter's being stupid here just give you their uh, contact Forever JB in 1D that's oh come on fucking computer that's at 1D underline JB underline Brinja, Brinja, B R Y N J A. Oh, whatever. Okay. Sorry about that. So yeah, shout out to you guys. Thanks very much for retweeting and getting the show out there. So anyway, so we're on Twitter now, and just clicked on the search bar. Um, let's type in Big Show Eats. And we'll see what comes up for that. Uh, Misty Miller tweeted, I drank more soda today than Big Show eats tacos. Mm. On the 22nd of May, Jason Rivera tweeted, Big Show isn't a villain here. He lost his job. He needs money. He has mouths to feed, especially since he eats for three people. Uh, Alright, we're not going to get very far, but... You know, tweet things like this. So we'll type in Donkey Dick. <laughs> uh, Callum Tom tweeted, Getting messages calling me Donkey Dick. Timothy McLincoln tweeted, The first person to suck Donkey Dick was probably like, Wow, that really sucked. Um, How do I say this? No, that just really sucked. <laughs> Um, what else here? Leah Elizabeth at the party Bieber uh, tweeted, In school the question, can I go to the bathroom really means, I'm bored as fuck, your class sucks donkey dick. Hmm. And Rogue Bastard tweeted, You fucktards, I'm doing more shots and saying suck my donkey dick. So there you go. Uh, let's look for Loose Vaj. <laughs> Uh, let's see Christopher M. Garcia tweeted totally saw it old loose vodge Uh, Casey tweeted apparently when you hook up with someone your ex gets mad and that makes you have a loose and smelly vodge (laughs) Carlos tweeted her vodge is deeper than the Atlantic Abyss okay um, Keish uh, tweeted on the 24th of May okay he wants a solid answer no I don't need to check the tightness of my vodge I just know that it's not loose okay um, we'll search for um, come stain Um, LOL retweet oh this is from Angel 
Uh, if I sucked up the cum stain on my sheets, I'd be able to narrow down who it belongs to. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Bill, <laughs> Bill tweeted, I'd prefer to be a cum stain, however, I tend to leave my mark on this world one third at a time. Oh, very good. Uh, George tweeted, is this hard shaped cum stain too much? Um, Eddie Birdlius uh, tweeted, this is a girl, I'm going to be fanned by the cinemas in the region when Dark Blood comes out because I'm going to stay in the place with cum. Brilliant. Uh, Kanye East tweeted, there's a band called Cum Stain. I love the universe. And finally, Bruce Wayne tweeted, some people think it's cool to say one thing, then three days later change the story completely. Not cool, you should have been a cum stain. Okay. And the last one we'll search for is Smelly Sweat Box. <laughs> I don't know. Smelly Sweat Box. Um, there's not enough. There's not much. Sorry. 20th of May. Lula. Lula Lanes tweeted Doctors is some smelly sweat box. I know it's hot. We all sweat. But at least wash before you come out of your house. Deodorant, spray some. She uh, she doesn't really uh, get what you tweeted there. A smelly sweat box is a smelly vodge, bitch. Okay, we'll try another one very quickly, seeing nothing came up for that. Let's look for um, pedo bear. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> pedo bear, awesome. See what comes up. Uh, look at this awesome pedo bear wallpaper I got from Maine, fuck. Uh, that was by Molly Cute. And, uh, Summer of Love tweeted, There was a time on Facebook when every one of my friends knew me as pedo bear. I was the pedo bear. How awesome was that? Don't talk shit, bitch. Um, we'll just search for pedo bear. Fuck. Thank you, Pedo. Uh, 155 days ago, Love, Love Shack tweeted, Thank you, Pedo Bear, for following me on Twitter. But if you're going to unfollow me near the future, fuck you in advance. <laughs> um, so there's a real Pedo Bear um, Twitter account, is there? Hmm. Yeah, well, that's not as funny as what I thought it was going to be. So, yeah, Twitter, type in anything and you'll find something. We'll just, one last one, sorry, one last one. Suck my rod. Suck my big rod. (laughs) I love this shit. A rod can suck my big black cock. (laughs) Not what I was expecting. And Rod needs to suck my big toe. Brilliant. Alright. So there you go. Fun fucking tastic. You are listening to the Sad Wrestling Fan Podcast. And I suppose that may fucking do it. They're getting shorter, I know, but, yeah. Until something good happens in this fucking sport of professional wrestling, and then there's not really much we can talk about now, is there, unfortunately? 
So yeah, shout out to the Twitter followers, the Facebook followers and all that shit. Um, Facebook.com forward slash sad wrestling fan. Twitter.com forward slash sad wrestling fan. Um, what else we got? Uh, f- homepage is sad wrestling fan. Dot weebly.com. Yeah. And, uh, email the show and sad wrestling fan at mail.com. Thanks very much for listening once again and have a good day, motherfuckers. Should be back maybe tomorrow or the day after, depending how newsworthy things are in wrestling. But it's kind of fucking slow at the minute, unfortunately. So, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you soon. It's the Sad Wrestling Fan.